Next on PIJN News, Dr. Chaps reports on these important issues. Kevin McCarthy is confirmed as Speaker of the House, but what are the eight things that were won by conservatives in the Freedom Caucus? We remember Pastor Jack Hayford, a pastor with Foursquare Church, and we have a copy of one of his best sermons. Former Navy Chaplain Gordon James Klingenschmidt took a stand to defend religious freedom by daring to pray publicly in Jesus' name. Now he helps you by reporting the news, discerning the spirits, and praying the scriptures. Would you pray with us? Here's Dr. Chaps. God bless you in Jesus' name. My name is Chaplain Gordon James Klingenschmidt, Dr. Chaps, and you're watching PIJN News. On this show, we like to do three things. We report the news, we discern the spirits, and we pray the scriptures in Jesus' name. Are you ready to pray the news with us? Here's our first story. Today we're reporting on the eight things conservatives actually won by opposing Kevin McCarthy, who has now been confirmed as speaker after 20 members of the Freedom Caucus held out, I think, uh, you know, up to 15 votes before he was finally confirmed. Now, if you were watching the mainstream media, you might have seen them demonize these 20 members of the Freedom Caucus, but actually they did it for a reason. They held out and didn't confirm right away until at the last minute. Former President Donald Trump helped negotiate a deal between leaders of the Freedom Caucus and Speaker McCarthy's office to get him confirmed. And here is what they held out for. According to Representative Mary Miller, Republican from Illinois, there were eight policy victories, and we have them listed here. McCarthy caved in and gave them the power to block an omnibus spending bill from the Senate, the power to eliminate waste by making direct budget cuts to federal bureaucracy and spending caps, a federal balanced budget over the next 10 years, that's a good goal for conservatives, a church-style committee to investigate the weaponization of the FBI, including the Biden's Department of Justice, a southern border security plan, the end to COVID mandates and funding for them, requiring simply 72 hours before a bill is voted on to allow them members to read what they're gonna vote on, and the power for one member of the House to call for a vote of a new speaker. That is what the Freedom Caucus held out for. Those are the negotiations that they won, and now the Freedom Caucus has a little bit more power, but never underestimate Kevin McCarthy's power as the Speaker of the House now to run the agenda. Uh, Mary Miller also said, quote, the efforts of 20 House Republicans who strongly oppose Kevin McCarthy have paid off in a major way, exacting a slew of concessions from the California Republican in exchange for their votes, pulling away power from chamber leadership and placing it back in the rank and file members, gaining a little more power for themselves. Also, Dan Bishop, a Republican from North Carolina, was praising the deal. Um, you know, some members have argued that uh, it gives an unfair amount of influence to the Freedom Caucus, which is a group of conservatives that held out, uh, but other things they gained are a 60% support for any tax hike that may come to the chamber before becoming law. You need 60% of Republicans to vote for a tax hike before it gets passed. Well, that's gonna save you money in the end. The fiscal conservatives are now restoring sanity to the crazy spending bills that 
the former House had uh, let go under Nancy Pelosi's reign. Dan Bishop, a Republican from North Carolina, told reporters on Friday, quote, it has to do with personnel, how members of the conference will be appropriately distributed to key committees about policy imperatives. There are critical issues that we must address. And that's the news. Our thanks to Resist the Mainstream for that report and Representative Mary Miller's Twitter feed. She tweeted on the Twitter and that's how we know these things. So uh, it's important. Uh, let's take a moment and discern the spirits. There is a spirit of abuse, right? And it's abuse of the taxpayers and it's abuse of the process, but we discern the spirit of God upon the Freedom Caucus or, or those members who were trying to stop the abuse, improve transparency, improve uh, you know, fiscal responsibility, instead of passing the buck onto your grandchildren through the abusive spending of your grandchildren's money that Honestly, the deficit and the debt are almost never gonna be paid off, right? We're trying to rein it in and good for you. Those who held out and got more concessions. The Bible says this in Ephesians 6, we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers, and rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. Let's pray about this. Would you pray with me? Father in heaven, we do pray in Jesus' name for fiscal sanity to return to our governance, to, uh, for all members in authority, Republicans, Democrats, the president, Father, we pray for those in authority that you would be the spirit that influences them and keep them away from the devil in a spirit of abuse. We pray this in Jesus' name, amen. Let's take a short break. When we come back, remembering Pastor Jack Hayford. This is PIJN News, defending your religious freedom. Dr. Chaps will be right back. Hi, I'm Dr. Chaps. I've been praying and teaching for years about the baptism in the Holy Spirit, how you can have the power of God right now for your prophetic or power gifts ministry. This new teaching goes through not just Acts chapter two, when the disciples receive the power of God from on high, and began speaking in other tongues. But we also teach on the gifts of the Holy Spirit and every instance we could find in church history of the gift of tongues. This product is brand new and available to you for a suggested donation of $30. Call us at 866-ObeyGod to get yours today. Or you can find it on our website, PrayInJesusName.org. Click on the online bookstore at the top of the page, PrayInJesusName.org available for a suggested donation of $30. Or you can call us at 866-Obey-God. Again, that's 866-O-B-E-Y-G-O-D. How is your marriage doing? Ladies, would you like to learn how to get your husband to love you the way Christ loves the church? Men, would you like your wife to show proper respect? You know, there's a Bible way to have a godly marriage. I'm not saying I'm the expert, but we interview in a four-part video teaching series, a marriage and family ministry expert, Vince Dacchioli. And we go through the scriptures in four different parts. Part one is God's design for man and woman. Part two is godly roles for husband and wife. Three is sex and intimacy within godly marriage. And also God's plan for divorce. You wanna have this important 
four-part video series available for a suggested donation of $30 if you call our toll-free prayer line at 866-Obey-God. Again, that's 866-O-B-E-Y-G-O-D. Or visit our website, PrayInJesusName.org. Empowering you, the grassroots activist. Here is Dr. Chaps. Welcome back. I'm Dr. Chaps. We're going to pay tribute now to Pastor Jack Hayford, who has passed away. I'm reading now a tribute offered by Oral Roberts University, Empowered 21, writes as follows. Pastor Jack Hayford, one of the great inspirational leaders of the Pentecostal charismatic movement that transformed the 20th century global church, has passed away at the age of 88. Jack Hayford, whose faith and leadership impacted millions worldwide, transitioned from this life on January 8th. Known to most simply as Pastor Jack, he sought a life of worship and intimacy with Christ. Evidenced in his more than 50 books that he wrote and some 500 hymns and choruses that he wrote, including the internationally renowned song, Majesty. Pastor Jack often spoke on maintaining fidelity to God's word, the Bible, leading to his serving as the editor of the Spirit-Filled Life Bible. He was a pastor at Church on the Way for 30 years. He influenced both mainline evangelicals and the Spirit-empowered community, that is, the Pentecostal charismatic movement, from which I hail and which I studied at Regent University. Hayford was adamant that the experiences we read about in the Bible could and should be witnessed in our lifetime, in the modern world. He gently invited people to see the work of the Holy Spirit in their lives and make the supernatural accessible. Many pastors looked to him for leadership, and he also served as president of the Foursquare denomination and the Pentecostal World Fellowship. As a musician, Hayford won the Gospel Music Association Dove Award for his participation in the album God With Us. And he was also part of the Men in Worship album. And in 2014, he was inducted into the National Religious Broadcasters Hall of Fame. Let's now watch one of the best sermons I could find on the web of Pastor Jack Hayford. Jesus of Nazareth is passing this way. Listen to the words that were spoken to him and the words he says. What, what's happening? He said, Jesus of Nazareth is passing by. Now, that phrase, Jesus of Nazareth, by this time in Jesus' ministry, and we are into the last months of Jesus' ministry now. For three years, he has been having ministry, dramatic, supernatural, crowds, there are so many that have been touched. He is known throughout the land, irrespective of what people feel about him, he is well known. So this is the name that was used for Jesus in the culture. Jesus of Nazareth, the prophet from Nazareth. But Bartimaeus then cries out, and please notice the difference between what he was said and what, he's, what, what he heard and what he says. Jesus of Nazareth is passing by, and he says, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Please see the difference in these terms because they probably are the pivot point in what takes place in this text because he is not calling for the Jesus that is the generic term of people that just had heard about Jesus, but this term, son of David, on the lips of a Jew in that day 
meant that this person has made an identification of the person they believe to be the Messiah of God from heaven. That he is acknowledging the king who has come from glory. The one that is a long hoped for Messiah who will bring deliverance. Bring deliverance from afflictions and bondage. The one who will dominate the powers of darkness and evil. When he cries out, Son of David, Bartimaeus is identifying Jesus for who he really is, not just who people say things about. He is the one who personally comes to answer where you are. The one who brings the kingdom, that entry of the will and the rule and the power of God into human circumstance. It's not just a guy who occasionally works miracles, who is kind of a well-known miracle worker, spokesperson for the righteous, but that Jesus is the one who is God's son given to us. And as Bartimaeus cries out, Jesus, son of David, that he is identifying Jesus for who he is is a part of this lesson of recognizing, acknowledging Jesus for his personal and powerful, personal and powerful readiness to meet us where we are. He is the king, and with him comes the presence of the kingdom, that glorious entry of the power that overrules the things of the power of sin and death, hell and darkness. When he cried out, there were some people who were moving on ahead of the entourage with Jesus. I want you to see a scene with me for a moment. Imagine, if you will, and I want to say that I'm not in concocting this just out of imagination. When I have a historic narrative in the scripture to preach on, I'll just carefully, in the light of the text, think through as well as I can, how did this really look? And try and stay true to the text. I've been to Jericho. I have a feeling of the texture of the environment. And of course, it's the Jericho of today, but so much of it is so much like then. And as Jesus was coming down the road, there's a group of people around him. We don't know exactly how many, but there were some who were out in front. And that's significant, that phrase. Imagine, if you will, Bartimaeus is seated over here beside the road, and now they're drawing closer. These out in front, Bartimaeus, they hear this guy cry out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. They're right over there Say, hey, mister, the Jesus parade is in motion, and you're making more noise than we'd like right now. And so they said, yes, you just be quiet. Don't care about the guy who has need. Don't care. Just, I mean, we're, and beside, we're sort of the keepers of the order here. They're out ahead of Jesus. There's a message there, folks. They're out in front of Jesus instead of walking with, or better yet, following him. And so this doesn't work very well. They, they try and get him quiet, and all the more, he cried, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And he calls out all the more. You can imagine their protest. It's almost as though, wow, we're going to have to just, you know, <laughs> protect Jesus from this nut here. And it's at that moment that Jesus stops, and perhaps the tenderest words in the text are these, Jesus stood still. I'm dependent on you to help me preach this sermon. Will you tell somebody, Jesus has got time for people like you and me. Go ahead, right now. Jesus has time for people like you and me. And Jesus stops. <clears throat> says, Jesus still says, bring him to me. Now, this part, I don't know, happened this way. He says, bring him to me. But I've got a picture of this, and you're going to have to forgive me for this indulgence. As 
they're saying, you be quiet. And now, they, you know, you're, you're still, look, we told you to be quiet. And they hear the words, bring him to me. We were just getting ready to do that. <laughs> In juxtaposition, there are two verbs, and I want to come to the conclusion of this message by noting this. And I'm going to ask you to do something with me as we conclude in a moment. The verbs are, in verse 40, look at it please. Jesus commanded him to be brought to him and when he had come near. Please notice, I don't want to belabor it, for especially for those of us who really got tired of having tenses thrown in our face by English teachers while we were being, uh, working our way through school. But brought is passive. There were people that helped get it, probably holding his arms and guiding him toward where Jesus was. But then it says, when he had come. And that indicates something of his own, his own movement on his own. And the picture that comes out of those two verbs is people know Jesus, the miracle worker, is here, and he has stopped, and he's called for what now everybody can see is a blind man coming. And believe me, everybody's anticipating something now because they know what this Jesus guy does. And here comes this man being escorted, and you can have, hear people in the group saying, saying, quiet, quiet, make way. Just watch. Bring. And he's being escorted. And there's, I, I imagine, and I think it's, it's not an indulgence of the imagination, that there's a, a, a bit of a circle, eight or ten feet maybe in diameter, that's been cleared a little bit. Jesus on the other side of it. And at this point, as they come to that point that's cleared open, those arms that have brought him this way and escorted him let go. And from that point, Bartimaeus, his eyes staring blankly ahead, reaches out, Jesus, Jesus. And Bartimaeus reaches and takes the last few steps until he hears a voice say, what would you that I do for you? Those words, what would you that I do for you, are not Jesus playing with a person's emotions. He's obviously blind. Why does Jesus say, what would you that I do for you? And I think it's a statement in which Jesus is saying that the inability to see is not the only problem that people have. It's not the only human need. He's asking him to say what he needs not because he can't see the obvious. Jesus can see that. But he's saying it to let us know that whatever it is, there's not anything that he cannot address. Bartimaeus speaks of his need. He is healed. He begins to glorify God. He will follow Jesus from that time. The crowd will magnify the Lord and high praise will go on. And the story in the text of scripture comes to an end. And I want to conclude this message just as the text ends, but I'm going to ask you to do something with me that you would bring into focus with me this morning. Anything that you'd say, you know, I'm having a hard time seeing how, how this is going to be. And maybe it's, it's, it's impossible there would be this many people in this gathering this morning and there not be precious people 
who have moments that may be even darker than the one our family and our congregation faced on that day in October 2003. But irrespective, there are people that say, you know, I need the Lord to, to touch my eyes, to see not necessarily the answer right now, but to see his presence and to know he will take us all the way through. That's exactly what happened. When I got up, I was infused with peace and it processed things for a period of time. You could see a way ahead, though you hadn't seen everything that will work out. I'm gonna ask you to do something as we finish today. I'd like to ask you that uh, whether you wear glasses or not, just position your hands so that I'm conscious of glasses since Anna wears them, asking you to uh, push your hands against them so they kind of need to be cleaned now, but we all just, would you put your hands over your eyes so you can't see and leave your mouth uncovered by your hands and lift your head. And I'm going to ask you to three times say with me, but with this focus, that Jesus, you know what it is that I'm asking you to help me see. If there's not anything that comes to focus this morning, nonetheless, take this stance and remember to apply it in principle when you can't see the next time and you hear yourself say, I can't see, or when it's so dark you can't see a thing. I'd like for you to say the words with me, if you will, three times, but increasing the crescendo of volume each time till the third time. You fill this room with a shout, Jesus, son of David, that's the Messiah. Have mercy on me. It's come and work, come and work in me what I can never achieve of myself. Come do it, I am incapable of it. Only your mercies can bring it about. I'm gonna ask you to do that. I wanna give you one instruction before we do the third one. First say with me, would you? Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me saying, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Lift your voice a little more loudly. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Loved one, I'm going to ask you to fill this room with a shout saying, but when we have finished, I'm going to ask you to remove your hands from your eyes and lift them. And at the same tonal level, you've shouted, have mercy on me. Lift your voice and praise the glory of Jesus, Messiah King and fill this house with praise. Let's shout it, shall we? Jesus, Son of David, have mercy on me. Let's praise him together. Church, lift your voice. Magnify the Son of God. Oh, Lord, be glorified. We magnify you. King of kings, Lord of lords, be glorified, oh, Jesus. Hallelujah. Lord, we do not make that shout out of mere exuberance or a moment's excitement in the light of the revelation of your word. We make that shout as an announcement, knowing that just as surely as some in this moment face a dark hour, others of us know what those moments have been like, Many have experienced your guidance through them and your peace transcending it. 
And so there will be such hours and occasions we'll all face. And I pray that from the slightest moments when we hear ourselves saying, I can't see, to the darkest moments when we can't see a thing, that you would let this word fix itself in our hearts, that we would turn to you rather than to our own reason, our own efforts, and above all, refuse either the ferocity of hell's doubts being assailing us or the voices of doubt that would silence us as those people in front of Jesus tried to silence Bartimaeus. Lord, seal your word to our hearts. Let us abide in the wisdom of how faith functions when we can't see on our own. And we will exalt you ongoingly and thank you for the promises of your presence and your power under your glory. Amen and amen. God bless you all today. So there you saw Pastor Jack. He's a man that I met when I was in my studies for my PhD in theology. Uh, he came to lecture at Regent University. Great man of God. And really brings to mind this scripture from Philippians 4. Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, pure, lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there's any virtue and anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. Let's take a short break and I'll have a word to conclude the show. This is PIJN News. Hi, I'm Dr. Chaps. I want to introduce my friend, Mike Lindell, who wants to help support our ministry and the work of PIJN News. Uh, Mike, what do you think? Well, I think everybody out there, y'all need to get behind Pray in Jesus' Name's ministry. Dr. Chaps here, but this great ministry needs your support and you can you should donate to it you can also use your promo code pray news and anything you're getting from my pillow with big discounts a lot of those proceeds are coming right back i'm going to put them right back into this into your amazing charity and show well thank you sir i accept that endorsement and we support your work at mypillow.com remember everybody when you visit use the promo code pray news you get a big discount and our charity gets a little bit of help. So thank you, Mike Lindell, for your support. They get a lot of help, a little bit, a lot of help. <laughs> we need all we can get for Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I'm interrupting this commercial right now. Retailers have canceled my pillow, and to thank you for your support, I'm gonna pass the savings directly on to you. For a limited time, you get premium my pillows regularly $69.98, now just $29.98, and that's the lowest price in history. I used to think that sheets were just sheets. I got the Giza Dream sheets. They are the most comfortable sheets I've ever had. The MyPillow Topper, for the first time, has enabled me to have a cool night's sleep. I'm able to go to bed and just get rest. That's three inches of wonderful that's in the MyPillow Mattress Topper. It's just like a firm cloud. When I got my pillow, I'm asleep almost immediately. I stay asleep at night, and I wake up more well-rested in the morning. Go to MyPillow.com right now to get deep discounts on all MyPillow products. For example, you can get my premium my pillows regularly $69.98, now just $29.98, the lowest price ever. He is the intersection of church and state. Here is Dr. Chaps. Thank you for watching and standing with us here at Pray in Jesus Name. Our website is PrayInJesusName.org. We're asking you to donate when you visit PrayInJesusName.org. The Bible says in Luke 6. Give and it will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Be put back into your bosom. 
For the same measure you use for others, it will be measured back to you in return. God bless you in Jesus' name. If you need prayer, call us at 866-Obey-God. We'll see you next time. Dr. Chaps needs your financial support to stay on the air. Would you please send your best financial donation today? Please visit PrayInJesusName.org to donate online. Or you can mail a check to Pray In Jesus Name Ministries, Post Office Box 77077, Colorado Springs, Colorado 80970. You can also call us toll-free right now, 866-Obey-God. That's 866-O-B-E-Y-G-O-D. Please sign up for our free emails at PrayInJesusName.org. Again, that's PrayInJesusName.org.